All right. It's that time. It's time for Beyond Sight and Sound. Let's do this. Shooters and Prospectors. What is SMW Shooters and Prospectors? We at SMW Shooters and Prospectors help people find treasure. Did you say treasure? Yes, treasure. Just listen to this amazing reveal from our happy customer, Jackie Sparrow. Oh, ship shape, and a pleasure to deal with. I was able to buy everything that I needed at prices that were shillings less than others. I found my nine pieces of meat in no time. Savvy? I know you're asking yourself, why should I shop at SNW Shooter and Prospectors? Chuck Smalley has over 45 years of metal detecting experience. He works with each customer one-on-one -on -one to customize their setup to match their skill level. So if you always dreamt of being a pirate, Arr. contact Chuck at SNW Shooters and Prospectors and he'll take a great deal for you. Eyepatch and rum not included. Caution. Please do not operate motor vehicles or power equipment while under the influence of this show. Listening to this show could cause side effects such as bouts of laughter, violent binges of cabin fever, and even dreams of silver and gold. Please be advised. Now that the fine print is out of the way, on with the show. All right, we're back. Once again, uh, something, something crazy going on with the bumpers uh, the past two episodes. And... The last episode, I'm I'm going on about, yeah, we're we're casting over to Detect America and and to be on site and sound page and YouTube. No wonder we could see everybody's names because somebody, me, forgot to flip a switch and cast to Detect America. So hopefully I've got that fixed and we're casting to Detect America again tonight. Oh. Too How's many going, buttons, Chuck? Pretty yeah. good. Too many buttons, right? Yeah, too it's many buttons, good. not enough fingers to hit them. 
Either Go that or fat that. fingers. And we got a full house in the chat, man. I see that. I popped over to that side just to kind of see. I know the YouTube chat's active. Yeah, it's... Uh, I I still it, it just it amazes me how you're able to follow that. It looks just like a ticker tape to me. It just keeps flying. Tom's in now. Kingery. Yeah. Good group. Hey Richard, how you doing? Richard Rich Christ, is man. back. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I can't hardly keep up. A ting 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 ting. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. That's that's about like it is on on YouTube over here. I mean, it's just, it's jumping two, three, four comments at a time, it looks like to me. There's no way I can follow the conversation. Sit here, keeping up with it, I have to drink some coffee, get the caffeine level up so I can watch it all. Yeah. I'm kind of looking at YouTube going, hmm. Hmm. This must be a visual representation of what it's like to argue with myself. <laughs> it's, it's just it's going six different ways janet says that's why she's here lol oh well, Robert, i think uh robert's in here thank wow. you Trevor. yeah we got a we got a crew man we got a crew yeah, and I see Travis is back in. Hopefully he's doing better. I know he was a little under the weather the other week. And this stuff hangs on. I see Mike yeah. Lockwood in on the YouTube side. Ohio Relic Hunter, Bill yeah. Hayes, the board nurse, Tam, Ian. find us because he was having trouble hooking up with it. He called me and I got on a conference call with you and him and you walked him through it. Yep, there he is. Tony F is in here. Frank just hopefully. just not. All right. Ah, okay. I was going to say, hopefully we were able to get him in. And that yep. does bring up a good point. Um, right. Like I said, so far, we're trying to cast to YouTube, the Beyond Sight and Sound Facebook page, simply because that may be easier for people to find than the group, since you right. don't have to be a member to access the page. Uh, Detect America, and for those that, uh, yeah, I see Frank on the, uh, yep, Frank's on the YouTube side, and for those that are still interested in following the audio side, because uh, obviously, I, I know the catalog's still there, but I'm going away from Spreaker, and the audio from the live stream you can actually find on podbean.com usually i don't know a day or two after the live stream because usually after the live stream i shut down and then i'll come back and try to get to it the next day if i've got, got time but that's on podbean.com so it's like jelly bean but pod pod right my uh my speech to text on my phone likes to play evil little tricks with me when I try to use speech to text to say Podbean. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Rob Rizzo's in. We got a real good Rob crew. Rob Rizzo. We got a 
get the Rizzo in. He must have got back from somewhere all of a sudden. There we go. The history. Travel, that's for sure. Janine, how you doing? So we got wow. a good crew in. Got a good crew in. Yes, we do. Yes, we Rust, do. The Rusty Man, what is that, 9791 is in. Good deal. Oh, yeah, I see that. So Just showed up. Hello. Welcome aboard. Hey, Janine. How are you? Good, I hope. I hope you're all good. Travis says he got over the grunge finally. Good. Good. Because that stuff, I'll tell you what, it, around here anyway, and I'm sure it's the same out there in your area, the, the people that have been catching this flu or whatever's been going around, it just hangs in there for weeks. You can get rid of most of it, but uh, the cough still hangs on. Yep. And Jill went through that. I had a little bit of couple days worth of sniffles and coughing and it went away so knock on wood if it was the same stuff i didn't have much of it <clears throat> right yeah i mean i'm i've seen some people where they have it and they'll have it for a few days and then they'll feel fine so they'll try to get back to a little bit of a sense of normalcy and then the next day they're just flat on their back with it again yeah I see that, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Jerry's detectors out, out Idaho way. He likes to travel like Ron Guinazzo does in this time of and year. Yep, yeah, and they go down to the Caribbean. He drowned his manicure. Oh, no. He doesn't really rightly know what, I mean, he's not new to the act. He's He's been doing this a long time, so something happened to First one I know of, nobody else has reported one to flooding out. His flooded out. So are you well, taking a manicure to Aruba too? Oh yeah. That and the legend. I'm gonna do a legend and a manicure. No, I wanna see no, legend. no, I mean did Jerry order one? I I don't know if he got another one coming in yet. He was still down there. That one, that was his mainstay. That was his number one unit. <clears throat> and um, drowned it. He posted that up the other day. I don't know if he's back yet. And uh, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, Mario, I like it too, buddy. And um, they're discussing my background. <laughs> and uh, that's a that's a classy background. I think so. So, but with all that being said, it happened. So uh, I haven't had a chance to talk to him, but I will because I'm taking a metaphor with me and a legend, and I want to use that bottle cap feature on that legend up in that dry sand because I'm here to tell you. I've never seen that many bottle caps like that. It's just bap, 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 bap. And it's it's tough to get around. So we'll see what their bottle cap feature does out there. Right. Maybe out in the water, too. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. 
it can be a handy it can be a handy feature i mean i've been into some places where the uh you swing a coil over and it's rapid fire with bottle caps and and there's still goodies out there to be found in those areas but i i try to be careful about how much discrimination i'm using in those areas less is best and and you got to kind of nudge up on it yeah melissa i'm going to tell you something i worked swing shifts for 37 years i'm a firefighter fire chief we live on coffee he said <laughs> a, a coffee drinker yeah nothing wrong with that at all Not about 50 percent. well frank i'll tell you what 50 percent out of the way down there is a great reduction let me tell you literally they just flip them all over right so we're going to go that route. Yeah, I mean, it, and I know we had had this conversation the other day. Um, I think you'd said Ron had told you that if you go notching out those bottle caps, because they, they've got a number of bottle caps there and they're, oh, they're zinc coated or whatever. And Literally, I've scooped into the sand thinking I'm on something pretty good and shake the scoop down. Look Probably at have it. five or six of them in the scoop. Yes. Literally you get, and it's like, but if you can sneak in between, and I will say this, the little dais does a good job going slow and they'll cherry pick amongst them or small smaller coils. So, Rob, I have not used the M8. There's one going to travel down to Aruba with me, and I'll let you know how I do with that because I'm going to use that too down there. That's what I was just going to say was with the Deus and the 9, I'd be curious to know what that uh, M8 coil with the Manicore does. Yep. And Kevin, and I know. Hang on a second. Kevin, I hope you can get out and dig because we have a lot more snow. We're finally down to the last three, four inches here than than probably what you got. And it's supposed to go up in the 40s, and it's going to be a sloppy mess. He's going out. He's hoping he can go out and get in the fields next weekend over in central Illinois over there. I'd, I'd like to see 40s here for a couple days, try to get some of these other things done outdoors. Uh, but with them bottle caps being zinc coated, and and I'm sure it's probably a number of different alloys with the amount of breweries that are down there. I know uh, Ron was concerned that you could be notching out ten karat gold, but you have to stop and ask yourself sometimes: Is it really worth the effort? Sometimes there it's a trade off and for some of us, we might be worth chancing that opportunity to miss the 10 karat gold if it keeps us away from the bottle caps because you're still going to get the other gold. Right. Right. I mean, gold shows up all over the scale. You know that as well as I do. It depends on carat, density, uh, size, all of that. Yeah, there's a lot of differences, and uh, we'll see. We'll see. I hope to have a, a good run of it. And, uh, and if I don't, I'll just have another toddy. 
there you go. <laughs> right. I'm not seeing the downside. Not a bit. I mean, it. No. And the M8. It's a win -win. I've got guys using the M8 and they love it. So we'll see how we do with that. Well, and I mean, I'm sure you can remember when. I mean, the CTX is still a very popular machine of choice for many people. Yeah. And yes. that 10 by 5 coil tech was a heck of a combination with it. So I can see where that M8 being an elliptical coil, it should make for, for an interesting time down there in a ruby. You ought to be able to sniff right around those bottle caps. Ian brings a good point up. His wedding ring is ringing at 33, but the wife's is 18. But the thing is, is yours is probably broader and thicker than hers, right? So I would say most likely. You get smaller, thinner gold, it rings a, a lower number. And, and some of the little toe rings and little earrings, they'll read down real low. Whereas you yep. get a good, good chunker, it reads a little higher in 14 karat. And, yeah. uh, or if it's a higher purity gold, it will ring down a little lower sometimes too. Yeah. But being a wedding set, I'm going to have to guess that they're both the same carat. Did uh, Ian happen to mention what machine? Yes. I'm reading what's going on over here. I missed a little of that. Uh, I won't repeat what Rob said about my coffee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. had a good little thing there about it. Huh. We're still ice fishing in, in Wisconsin. We have had hardly any ice fishing except on the lakes. The river back sloughs, they've been kind of dangerous. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, you, you really got to be careful, especially right now with the way our weather patterns have been. I mean, and and I don't know how out there in Illinois you guys get a similar pattern anyway. Uh, but here, we actually had, I believe, it was a deer out on the ice on the lake. Mm. And it had made it out there quite a ways. And DNR's just kind of watching from the shore going, we ain't going out there. We can't do anything about it. Nope. Because the ice is not going to support a rescue. Nope, it won't. And you, you, unfortunately, you see people, they think that the ice is okay. And that's, uh, that's a, a very costly experience to uh, learn from that mistake. Yes. Ed, I have not seen the new Go Train app yet from XP. Heard about it? I haven't seen it. I haven't. I've seen I've seen the videos for it. I've seen some reviews on it, um, and it is available now in the U.S. I do know that as well. Uh, but it, I gotta say, from what I've seen, it, it's got its pros. It's got its cons. And it does incorporate some very neat features, but it's features that we can already get from a number of apps that we already use, like OnX Hunt, stuff like that. 
And it also has a way that you can track your fines. Uh, I believe you can even include a photo of the find, some notes, uh, how the ground conditions were when you found it, what have you. But there are other apps out there that we can do that with as well. And with the Go Terrain from XP, in order to unlock its full potential, you have to um, buy a subscription plan. I just someone just says ten bucks a year. I think I read that too. And oh uh, well, ten bucks a year probably isn't bad. Yeah, is it worth that? Ed saying, is it worth the purchase yet, or best wait till they get the bugs worked out? That's your call, man. I don't know. Sometimes, yeah, in the background, you're thinking mm, this isn't you know going to work here. Um. And Rob's telling us it's different than Onyx. Onyx Hunt's a good one. Um, right, yeah, it is different than Onyx. And and I, I can say it does have another very interesting feature that, that I thought was a good idea, where if you're hunting with your friends and they are also using the Go Terrain app, yeah, you can set that up to where it knows those of you that are in the same area and you'll be able to see what path maybe your friends are taking or whatever. So no one's crossing anybody's uh, line of sight or anything like that. Um, and it, you can also set it up if you want it to keep you in a certain uh, area, you can set parameters up like, I want to stay in a 50 foot by 50 foot square and it will keep you in that area. You're able to see it on the map. Uh, accuracy wise, I don't know, maybe probably within three, five meters. And I'm sure that's based on how uh, uh, strong your reception is. Yeah, uh, it goes back, clear back when the 3030 came out and it had its mapping feature and pulled Google Earth down to the site you're working, tracked you, you could tag it. And, and that was really, the, as far as I know, the first real successful detecting one that was out there. And um, as we go along with all these new ones, uh, it's getting nothing but better. It's... I want the one that's LIDAR. Live LIDAR, like. Right, there you go. But how much is that subscription going to cost us? Oh, they don't have it yet, but, well, not that I know of. I bet the government's got it. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I'll guarantee. So that's the kind of stuff that, uh, as it moves forward and we get to put the use for ourselves that's a good deal because i use lidar was able to get some maps of an area i've been working and it showed me where some structures were i kind of found my nail spill where they had come down and these were rot nails and you could see 
in the land that there had been something there in the past. It probably an old farm site that was up and gone before they did the mapping for the county back in the 1840s or 50s. Because the coins I was getting out of there, the few that I got were 1840s and earlier. Right. Well, and there's been plenty of times, too, where when I've been out hunting, if I start to run across a, an unusual amount of nails, then I really start to going back and looking through the older maps, going, okay, there, there had to have been some form of structure here. Where was it? LIDAR maps, and I'll answer Mario's question. He hasn't been able to find LIDAR in his area. Not all areas have had it done yet. Right. And uh, that all depends on where his area is. I mean, it seems like it it's really, really come on strong in the east. And it's slowly moving west. Yes. Um, Mario, the website that I got it on was from the University of Illinois GIS mapping group. So, and it's sketchy. It's sketchy. There's a little here, a little there that have been put in the system. Uh, it's not like the aerial photos. You can get in and get a lot of aerial photos from the 30s. Oh, absolutely. Mapping, and that helps. That's that's a great help. Uh, we've got an old fairground out in Iowa that we studied those maps on. We're able to determine grandstand. We could determine earlier buildings. It's no longer used as a fairground. In fact, it ran, the fairground ran from 1859 through 1910, but the horse race ran too. So once we found that grandstand, that was where it was. Uh, that was a game changer. What we yeah, I'm coming in and out, Josh. Can you still got me? Yeah, yeah, you're back now. The the beauties of the internet. That's all I can say. Beauties of the internet. Yeah. So that's, uh, well, the beauties of Frontier, I guess. And Bob, you're right. Uh, that, that'll be fixed. Robert Dix, not enough competition to get the price to fly LIDAR at affordable price. So certain areas have had it done for a particular reason. And then it was made public through the universities or the state, and you can find some of it, but it isn't totally off there yet right and people have to remember too that uh i know like for for some of us you have to download a small program to be able to read those yep. and be prepared because these are large files that you're dealing with there's a lot of information there used a library computer to look some of this up because that computer is 
got a bigger, broader range of stuff than mine does, and I'm running an iMac. It takes a lot right. to get it, look at stuff, and then I tried to yeah. print, and I couldn't print things. It wouldn't print things. Hmm. Not so what good. I did, I took my phone camera, tried to get clear photos of the area I was going to. They were good enough to show me where I needed to be in regards to roadway and position. And I used that, but that little area over there in that county it's small. The only reason they did that is they're laying out waterway and drainage due to flooding in the past. And they used, I read an article said they'd use LIDAR ah, yeah. to help them show things better. And so I, I went and got online, found it for that site. Now you can find them down. There's areas in, uh, Mexico, where they've done a lot of LIDAR, but they're looking for the old Aztec ruins. and You can see examples of that online. That's pretty amazing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's why we've often joked around on the show saying, well, once LIDAR becomes available in your area, hit them spots while you can, because when everybody else finds out about them, and Frank's and it, got, it lights them up. Frank's got it listed USGS Interactive Viewer. Easy to use, no big files. Yep. That well, you know, it's a it's a good thing that Frank's in there, you know, talking maps. He he's the guy to have around. Yep. Get Frank and Frank together and we'd have her made. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. But yeah, I I couldn't believe it. The the entire show uh wednesday i was mentioning that uh we were casting to detect america and then i after the show i went over i'm like oh oops i guess not me and my fat thumbs right that's that's the way it goes though right so and we've actually uh we had entries into the Copper Meg drawing, and we've actually got a winner to announce for that tonight, too. Oh, cool. The Megalodon Copper. Yeah. Copper yeah. Meg. So we'll be announcing that winner on, on the stream tonight. And uh, I did send Chris Gibson a message Thursday. Okay. Uh, haven't heard back from him yet. Don't know yet. I, I'm not sure if he's going to take us up on that or if we're going to have to try and get a group of names around again and we'll, we'll try to do it again maybe uh, Wednesday and see if we can get, get somebody randomly drawn out of a group of names Wednesday if Chris has not responded by that point i would say a week's probably good enough i know he did mention okay. that he uh he had to step away from the show for a little bit wednesday to help with the grandkids 
So maybe he wasn't around when he heard us announce his name, or maybe he had not heard all of the instructions and just put count me in and then had to walk away from the computer and then found out the rest of the instructions and went, oh, no, what do I do? <laughs> Cool. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I did see, and there's uh, Ed. Detect Ed Outdoors. Yep. He's been in here a while. Yeah, yeah he's, got, to, he's got a good crew. Yeah, good to see Ed in. Actually, uh, his link is down in the description as well. Yes, sir. <clears throat> yes, sir. So definitely good to see. So I don't know. Frank and. Right. Our buddies out. Ronnie. DA crew. Yep. Definitely. And they'll be on tomorrow. 8 p.m. Eastern. Yep. So I guess we should probably see, I, I do believe I saw them in on the YouTube side, so maybe we should go ahead and announce the winner of that Copper Meg. Well, do the Copper Meg. I got to go get something out, and I'll be back. We'll, oh. We'll do a little show and tell. Somebody asked me about something, and I'll go get it. Uh-oh. <coughs> okay, well. Uh, that's, that's one of those things, I guess, folks, if, if somebody was asking him to show something and he's got to go grab it, you may want to, you may want to throw a towel over your keyboard or something. So you don't fry your keyboard drooling all over it. Matter of fact, I wonder if that sound I heard was the sound of a safe, <laughs> but I think I recognized the name earlier. I I know a few episodes back, I think I was I was able to make the association of the name with Facebook as well. Uh, but the winner of the Copper Meg actually goes to Barks Detecting Bits on YouTube. And no. I believe that yeah. that is Kevin Barkley. Yes, it is. So he's gotten till... Eh, we'll give him... Tuesday night to contact me. Well, he's on here. They will announce a new winner. So he's going to have to send me his shipping information. And I'm sure that he's on Facebook as well. So he can just message that to Josh Kimmel. Well, he's on there right now. Well, give him a big round of congratulations, folks. Now they're asking if Rick Perez is still on. Alan Landau is asking. Hmm. I'm not sure. Congrats, sir. People ask me about gold. They ask me about that's what I figured. Different things I found over the years, and then I got to dig out. Somebody wanted to see the. Fire Chief's badge. I got to dig that out. But I had one guy ask me what gold nuggets look like. 
And I'm like, well, they look like a blob of gold. And I found a few. Yeah. More than a couple. Uh, but I found several one year and I shot some pictures. Jill was down home here. Sent them down to her, and I said he. I was actually in at the brokerage in Anchorage, and he made me a couple pretty dandy offers on them. So I sh had shot her pictures of them. So I put her on the phone with him, figuring if she wants me to sell them, she'll tell him so. And <laughs> right. Whether or not that'll happen. Low because you know, because of the size of these and the weight, you ain't gonna get any more. And he upped the ante pretty nicely, but she said, nah. Child, I remember said, bring them home, sweetie. All right, they're coming home. So I brought this is uh, about an ounce and a quarter. Get it in the light air a little bit. A little over an ounce and a quarter, actually. And that's how they come up. This is Doug and Gnome area not in Nome, but near there and i had a pretty good week that week so i brought her home several nice ones but a couple others got made independence this one's just over an ounce and a quarter not quite an ounce and a half so that's what they look like folks that's what we're out looking for and they're not always quite oh, that wow. big. here's a quarter ounce get it out there that's about a quarter now and Still, they come back nice we find those, uh, have those been clean because those looked pretty clean. Nope, all they got was washed with water. Okay. I, didn't have, I didn't put them any nitric or anything like that to get okay. the job. They, they were just washed with water. A lot of times, on the ones that are a little grungy, I'll drop them in vinegar for a few days and uh, cleans them up pretty nice if they have mercury incursion the only way to get it off is with nitric then you got a problem you got nitric with mercury in it so right because i know uh, that uh get rid sometimes of they can come out fairly clean but other times they can come out pretty grunty looking and i'll sometimes show you the bracelet i had made for jill we get get a chance to get that out and show it to you. She wears it once, once in a while. What is there? Right. 14 nuggets around the chain that are three penny weights or more. And they're nice. all so it took me a while, a couple years and uh, there's a store in Fairbanks, Alaska called Fairbanks Gold nugget jewelry and sat right there and she sat with the guy and they designed it he made it we had another one added by a goldsmith down here because it was just a little snug she wanted a little looser and um, that's the kind of stuff that you can find up there on a cruise some of my crews on there frank Juarez and al are on there tonight we're yeah, heading Dennis is on there he well, says he'd right. be happy to find a small one in july and uh, every trip I've taken somebody, somebody scored at least one over one ounce, including myself, at different times. And we had the seven-ounce bowling ball come out here a while back. Seven, yeah, I was going to say, every now and then somebody gets one well over an ounce. Right. 
Man, that thing was huge. Yep. So, you know, I come back home and I go work in the fields and find wheat pennies after finding a one ounce or better nugget. It's just not the same. <laughs> it's a little hard to get excited about. Yeah. I mean, and, and really, a, a small nugget would be awesome. Even a larger one, you know, an ounce or so would be great. But yep. I can I can truly see where when somebody finds one like that seven ounce where they're just kind of looking, can it really be? Because that just seems too big to be true. But well, I, I can tell happen. you this much at the time that I found those, went in, he'd offered for the pair forty five hundred bucks. Joe wanted the thousand more. I could get wow. that now because the size are over an ounce. Yeah. Which over yeah an ounce and now price. you're talking specimen grade. Yeah. I sold a two ouncer that was ugly the last trip up. I got 5K out. Right. So people See, ask me, can you pay for a metal detector? Yes. Can you pay for absolutely. your. Absolutely. Yes. You just got to get out, put the coil in the ground, and start working or shoveling one or the other. Yeah, you just you got you you can go, but you got to get your coil over the right spot. I'll yep. tell you what, those stories like that that may that may kind of start to get John Ramoska off the fence. He he may have to go ahead and go. Yep. So I see you know, he's that in there light too. I mean, I'm watching Guinazzo right now, he's tearing it up down in Aruba, finding rings and all kinds of stuff, so I'm hoping to get a little bit of that action myself. Right. Hopefully he doesn't get, a, get it all out of there before you get there. Right. Oh, John's on here. How you doing, buddy? Yep. Of course, you never do find it all, but... Nope. Yeah. You never do find it all. When it's hidden under a carpet of bottle caps, it's going to take a while. Well, we pulled some good nuggets out of where an old building site was, and it was a shanty along the creek from the original gold rush, and they'd done a lot of cleanup work there, and they dropped a lot. And there was a lot of pennyweight and larger. Some were fly specks. I mean, I was impressed with that Equinox 800 by the size of what it was finding. But there was right, a lot for of how small of gold it was finding. And there was three one-ouncers taken out of that area that day. So it paid well. But then again, we knew the Equinox would probably do pretty good finding that small stuff. I mean, it look, it's looking around when it finds an earring. Oh, in the back to an earring. You're trying to sort that out of a hole. Yeah, yeah, even worse. And, uh, yeah, I see Alan's still in there, too. So the IMDA's in represented well. And Don Wett just put a little note up there. There's been a few drowned manticore mentioned now. He says he needs to leak test his. As of now, I've got to say it's a nervous start of cases how the knock started. Yep. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to have two machines down there. There's no doubt. Well, we'll see. Time will tell. I mean, that was, I was hoping anyway, and we'll see. 
uh, I was hoping that was one good thing of them putting the the mana core on on basically an Equinox framework, yeah. where hopefully they had worked out the seal and plastics issues. Well, the, the grandfather to the Equinox in the Goldfield was the seven hundred five. Seven hundred five, yeah. I found a lot of gold in Alaska with seven hundred fives. They really did well. Now, I've used the SDC 2300 for a PI unit and did very well with that. But the old 705, it was a killer up there, and it was tough. It was a tough little unit. And uh, so that did very well, and they incorporated and, the 800. And, and not even all that expensive. No. Uh -uh. At the time. Uh-uh. Nope. I've got a nugget. That I found with the 705, I don't have it right out right now, and it looks like the state of Michigan. I've got a guy that wants to buy that. He's been after me to buy it since I found it because he's from Michigan, and uh, I've just got it in the back back there, and it was three-quarter ounce. And the 705 sniffed that out because it was right next to a buried cable. Nice. And it sniffed it out, I'm here to tell you, so. Well, and and yeah, I mean, we've said it's it's no slouch. Nope. That that's a good little unit. Ron's done very well in Alaska with that too. Yes. Now with the eight hundreds, or or the six sevens, or well, I'd say the eight and the nine hundreds. Uh, and the Manicore. Manicore's got a prospect mode. Right. I haven't put that to the test yet. I haven't been close enough to a Goldfield. I wanted to get down to Phoenix this year and haven't made it. Hmm. Phoenix is probably sounding kind of good about this time of the year. Well, I was watching Barrett Jackson quite a bit and they were showing and it looked like it was pretty nice down there. Right. That's as close as I get to nice weather anymore. I get to see it on TV. That's as close and as I got. Yeah, hope and dream, hope and dream. That's right. That's right. Alan but says you're right. the Deus 2 also. That'll be interesting because the Deus is good for small stuff now. Uh, it is. Cal George found a nice nugget with a Deus 2. Yeah, and, and it can be done. I mean, if if you have your settings done right, and and I, I'll guarantee this with the dais, and I'm sure the dais too is just as well, if not better, in that scenario. They'll nail gold. They'll do very well with it, especially if you've got a high frequency coil. Yeah, they 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 ping stuff good, small gold uh, mm -hmm. earring things like that. So they should get a small gold nugget. Um, I got a couple the last trip that were gram to two gram, uh, different things like that. I got a bunch of the little stuff, but I wasn't getting over the big stuff. Right. And this might get a few haters out there, but, uh, you know, if, if you're thinking about a dais and you you really want to pull the trigger on one but the nine inch coils are hard to find really go with the 11 inch you'll be fine 
the amount of weight is not that much different. And if you can, you get that under control, you can work a, a trashy area just as well with an 11 inch as you can a nine. It's all just, how you work the coil though. I just had a few nine inch coils come in uh, that were ordered. They finally showed up. The guy's still wanted them. And, um, yeah, I know one guy that still wants one. Yeah, he wants it bad. I've got a deliver Aruba. <laughs> right. You know he wants it bad when you're going to have to hand deliver it to the beach. Yep. Oh, well, he'll he gets that delivery fee, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> hand deliver to the beach. Yeah, that, that ought to be good for lunch for a week. <laughs> Barb, the GPX, I've used the GPX up there. They do well. But the problem with using the GPX up there is... Is the, envir the environment. The environment is tough on them. Where the G... Uh, the STC 2300, it don't care. No problem. Yeah, it, it's mil spec where, like Barb's GPX... I don't know if you could find a bag to wrap that well enough to keep it from getting wet. Not not in Alaska, anyway. Right. Because there's... Facebook I don't user. know. Somebody said hi. I don't know who it is. Just Facebook uh, user. Because I don't know if... Uh, if that video is still around or not, but there was a video around of you literally hunting in horizontal rain. Yeah, I have Mike Slater and I went out with an STC when the STCs were just come out. A typhoon hit Nome. It came, made the curl past Japan and came right in on the Nome area. We were out in 50 to 55 mile an hour winds. It was 48 degrees and the rain was coming in sideways. We took it out. I hunted enough. I found a quarter ounce nugget, looked at Mike. I said, it worked in this stuff. Let's get out of here. We went back and sandwich, cup of coffee, and stayed warm the rest of the day. So we proved that right. waterproof. I was throwing it in creeks and washing it off and showing guys that. In fact, Steve Pomeranke was watching me. He looked at me. He says, I want two. So he got two of them from me. And then they got a 705 for uh, Christine, and they've used that. 705 ever since so that's been yeah, quite a and, and that's i mean the gpx is a good machine but that's that's another factor that you have to right. take into mind when you're thinking about something like that is not only the the environment in terms of ground conditions and mineralization but the environment above the ground too. Cool. Michael's saying they're giving an axiom away. I've used the axiom in Alaska, and so did the guys with us when we were up there, and they found gold with it. Good it machine. Did well. It, it did, did well. It did well. Good machine. Nothing wrong with that machine. I know a lot of people were maybe put off a little bit about the price point. But you got to figure that's that's a pulse induction machine, and yep. that's kind of a niche machine. It's it's you know the the prospecting community could put it to use, 
The relic hunting community could definitely put it to use, and there are plenty of people out there that can justify that kind of price point, and it only takes one find to pay it off. Great. People you ask got to be lucky enough to be that one find, have that one find. If the PIA machines are worth it, yes, they are worth every penny of it. Yeah, I'll agree. Where do you in in the right scenario well, though? Gold fields, uh, this type of stuff. Uh, because if you're thinking about a PI machine and you want to run down to your local park and dig, that's not the environment for it. Right. So I mean, you, you I, really I have to uh, still have a, and, a great love for the SPC <laughs> because it's so tough. I mean, literally, it's tough. And, and when you're running around Alaska and it's bouncing around an ATV, it's getting wet in the rain, wash it off, submerse it in the stream, get in the stream, hunt nuggets with it in the stream, which I have done and I had some success. It's a lot more difficult to recover those nuggets in a stream, though, let me tell you. <laughs> I think I've even heard that they've bounced under an ATV a time or two before, too. Yeah. And it came up swinging. No problem. Right. Yep. And it's it's a rough environment when you've got your machine strapped to the back of an ATV and you're going down some of them trails. There's been a number of people that have snapped shafts. Yeah. They've snapped arm yeah. cuffs. Caught the cable. Snap, you know, pull a, pull a detector right out of the holder. Uh, bang it up. So, you know... Tear it down, put it in a bag, drive on. STC, fold it up, strap it on, put it on the front rack, and away you go. Yeah, yeah. They're, again, another one of those machines that are are great, even if only in terms of portability. Because they yeah. will, they'll, they'll collapse down fairly small. I don't know if they'll go quite as small as the Manicore or the Deus, but they will collapse down fairly small. Yep. So, anyway, that's just all part of our game. That's all we, you know, decision, decision. I've seen guys with $350 right. jeans find nuggets, but then I've seen guys with the 5000 the 7000 6,000, turn it up, clean, clean house. So, you know, oh. especially in Australia. Oh, my you goodness. Know, it, it's all, uh, it's all checks and balances, basically. You're still... No matter which machine it is, you're still trying to weigh the pros and the cons and which which one is going to better suit my application or the environment that I'm hunting in or the budget that I have to to get said machine and things like that. Right. Yep. And Don, you're right. And, and they made some good changes with it going to lithium batteries versus the NICADs, that kind of stuff. Uh, you can interchange coils with it now, 
but you have to go through Qualtech, and then the warranty issue with MindLab is something that's been discussed. But if you've had it three years and you want a larger coil, you can get them. Or a smaller coil. I've never ran that, but I've just stayed with the stock and use it and done very, very well. In fact, the first one I had literally paid for itself in a week up there. Yeah. And then, like I said, it just takes that right find. Yep. So, anyway, guys, we're going to have a gentleman on hopefully next week giving us some show and tell of his hunting. And maybe we get our friend that's on there tonight to step in some night, Rob Rizzo, talk to us and show us a few of his finds and talk about them. Oh, you know, I'm sure Rob is, he is definitely never opposed to talking a little bit of shop. No, he, and, he's the one that says he breaks out and detect and talk anyway all the time. He's got the stickers. Yeah, exactly. Up. He's got the, the pins and stickers and all of that. And, uh, he's, I'm sure he's certainly not opposed to discussing some of his finds or maybe even showing a few of them on camera. If people ask real nice. And Rob knows there's always an open door for him anyway. So if, if he's interested, I'm sure we can get him on too. Yeah. Frank. Our brother Frank. Yeah. Steve. Yeah, we'll see how Steve's doing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so. I'll tell you what. He, he likes to kind of play off that he doesn't find much of anything. Well, he was he, he, he buddy was going to the himself. yard somewhere and they were finding his buddy got a big coin spill. I was watching their, their live the other day. Yeah, he, he, he does well for himself. Don't let him fool you. Yes, he did, Alan. KG got a nice nugget that day. I got I got to use that Axiom up there before it was out in the hands of everybody. That was a pretty cool machine. Right. And I see yep. Frank's got up there that Rob put out a great video today. Uh, and I'm sure that's over on the History Digger on YouTube. Well, I have to check that out. out. I've been deeply involved in doing taxes, so I didn't spend a lot of time online with anything. Yeah. Yeah kind of same here i've been deeply involved in all sorts of things yeah so it it keeps me busy yeah well we got to keep you busy you get in trouble oh i believe me it, it doesn't take much for me to find an opportunity to get into trouble right right it just it finds me i can't move fast enough to get away from it so it just finds me yep well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to back out of here at 8 o'clock. I'll let you wind it up. Everybody have a great night. Good night, Alan, the rest of you. Be safe out there for us. Drive careful. And we're supposed to go up near yep, 50. Hopefully they do. We'll see how that goes. Oh, well, hopefully I have that happen here, too. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, take care and have a wonderful night, Chuck. Yeah.
You too, my friend. And... All right, so got a uh, couple of uh, couple of things to run down real quick. We've been working on uh, experimenting with the Beyond Sight and Sound page to see if that's a little easier for people to find us at rather than the Metal Detecting Beyond Sight and Sound Facebook group. Uh, so hopefully that's working out for everyone. And then, like I said, Wednesday, I had thought that we were uh, casting to Detect America, and we were not, which that was my fault. Didn't mean for that to happen. It just happens. I don't know. What do you do? What do you do? Either way, we we did have that to make sure to mention. Hopefully, I've rectified that tonight. I did not look, but I think I did. And then we did announce the winner of the Copper Mag. Kevin, you uh, just contact me with your shipping information, Josh Kimmel. Or, uh, if it's easier, get your shipping information on to Chuck and have him get it to me. And we can try to get that out in the mail to you this week. Frank, uh, I'm still working on your package. Hopefully I can have that shipped out this week. Uh, I'm just, I'm drying it out a little bit, so to speak. Try to, try to keep the shipping down a little bit. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, for everyone else. though, if you've, if you've enjoyed the copper mag contests, uh, uh, let us know We're we're, we wanted to try a different format with those before we started rolling out the other contests. Um, we do have some silver somewhere in the pipeline coming. Some nice silver at that, actually. And who knows if things if things work out all right. We, we've still got uh, a couple other things going on that we may start to work in. We'll see. Um, we've just got to wait and see what happens, how things go, all of that. So that's the way it is. But as we fix to roll on out of here, actually, don't forget Detect America tomorrow night, Jersey History Hunters Tuesday, Shelly and Dawn Thursday. Can you dig it? We're here Wednesdays, Sundays. Until then, I think I'm going to roll too. Have a wonderful evening. If you can get out there and find something, get out there and find it, folks. Post up the photos if you can. You know how we love to see them. We sure are glad you found us here tonight. Thanks for dropping by and joining in. If you like metal detecting, treasure hunting, gold prospecting, or even entertaining discussion, check us out 
Wednesdays and Sundays, 8 p.m. Eastern, on your favorite podcast distribution services.